your money today. Carolyn Wright asks about Hong Kong and Singapore's roles as Asian crypto hubs. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. In Your Money Today, I'm joined by one of the speakers at Token 2049, which kicks off in Singapore today. The annual event aims to shine a light on the biggest developments in the digital asset ecosystem. So welcome to Lennox Lai, who is Global Chief Commercial Officer at OKX. Good to have me here. What are you set to speak about at the event and why is it so important for you to be there? Yeah, I probably will share a lot on the recent challenge to the exchanges because of the crypto winter and the increased regulatory challenge and scrutinization. I will talk about the challenge as well as the opportunities. I probably talk a lot more on integration between centralized exchanges and the decentralized ecosystem and how it would be look like and evolve going forward. Now, you mentioned there quite a bit about regulation, and that has been Mm. a key issue, I think, for the Mm. crypto space. Mm. And certainly uh, Hong Kong and Singapore have taken slightly different attitudes towards that. So do you think there is still a kind of race to be a crypto hub leader? Or do you think actually the two cities are offering quite different options and that can be quite complementary? I would say initially it's localised competing but right now, from what I can see as a factual regulatory development, I would say it's quite complementary. Both cities are major financial centre, and both cities want to groom this particular industry, virtual access industry. But I would see both cities take slightly different approach in terms of regulatory development. So Hong Kong has taken an approach that these particular asset costs need to be included into their security regime under the governance of the regulatory body of SFC, the same regulatory body as in brokers, asset managers, or any financial institutions. I think it's a good and really smart strategies because they only regulate one industry participant, which is an exchange exchanges. So all the rest of their of their industry participants, for example, like uh, traders, market makers, OTC, NFT makers, creators, Web3 developers, might not necessarily need to be regulated initially right now. But SFC chose to pick to regulate an exchange, which is the business nature I think SFC has been quite aware of and have thorough understanding. And Singapore is taking more like a sandbox lies approach. They welcome anybody, all kind of business type within our industry to be participate, to register, to inform them the business nature and starting to issue some form of guidance and regulations under MAS regime. But I think they're moving faster in terms of, for example, like stablecoin regime. And also they take taken more initiative into uh, asset with, uh, with wealth value. Uh, so Hong Kong, you can apply a license exchange. That's a relatively clear-cut timeline and procedures. But Singapore, you need to somehow need to wait and see. But also they would take, I would say, a different kind of priority at the moment. They're looking less towards the average investor and more towards the technology, I guess. Yes, I think uh, Hong Kong would perceive virtual access is probably part of financial instruments or financial asset class. So they regulate thing, they regulate as in bonds, stock, commodities. When we talk about Hong Kong regulations, around eighty percent is somehow is a replica of the traditional financial regulation. So it's good news. 
So we we understand a big part of it. We have a lot of uh, visibility, and also we can foresee what going to take, uh, what kind of time that we we shall need in terms of licensing application process. Singapore is more like uh, thinking about the virtual asset property, a technological perspective. So we have been putting a lot more focus on fintech area to them. So the priority for them right now probably related to stablecoin regime, and uh, gradually they were starting to regulate any other crypto trading platform. So do you think the attitudes that are being taken here in Asia are helping the industry develop? Whereas I get the feeling that in the US, mm. feel feels like the industry is still held back quite a lot. There's still a lot of concern about mm. where things are going to move there. Mm. Mm. In the Western market, especially US, I think that's quite challenging recently because of the lots of incidents in past two years. Right now, it looks like the U.S. is doing some kind of cleanup exercise, but eventually, I think they know exactly how to regulate this kind of crypto player, and they have a lot of example experience to learn from. Eventually, they'll come up with a much more robust and comprehensive framework for this particular industry. I think the uncertainty lies on whether or whatever regulation party will be involved, whether it's on national type of regulations. Or they just think、uh, part of the commodity-related、uh, regulations. You, as a company, have、mm. invested heavily in both、uh, Singapore and、mm. Hong Kong. So,、mm. what aspects of the digital asset world are you most focused on developing at the moment, and and why? I think going forward, we will be focused on to expand the, the frontier of blockchain technologies. So it's look like you build, you have a stock market, you have a, you have a great stock exchange. But we don't have a lot of stock, and you don't have a lot of good stock, or good equities, or what we call the good underlying. So I think as ASOC exchanges, we need to play a role that we're starting to explore the frontier of digital assets. Given that we have a, we're going to have a licensing, a regulatory licensing global scale, we need to explore the frontiers that whether or not digital assets we're going to be a complementary. Components of traditional financial system. We have a, a good, very robust system in terms of、uh, equities to bonds to a different kind of way of financing a company. So rather not issuing a token would be equally complementary and important and beneficial to the society. So the next step that we're going forward is we're starting to explore the tokenization. Of the existing financial instruments, whether or not we can we can use technologies to drive down the cost on settlement, the cost of transaction, the cost of insurance or due diligence or assurance or accounting, I can feel a certain element we then do provide at least on cost cutting perspective to how we operate finance right now. That's one of the way that we're going to focus. The other way that we're going to be focused would be、uh, a lot more focused on Web three and blockchain technology, because I think we are living in an era that we are at the we're still at the beginning of blockchain because blockchain has a lot of、uh, limitations, mostly related to throttle limitation on transaction and also a scalability. It's look like an internet in fifty six k area, if you talk about yeah yeah metaphor. But we want to push the underlying technologies to broadband area,、uh, broadband、uh, to more. If you have a more bandwidth, we will expect a lot more different kind of applications. 
So lots of developments to come in the yep. digital assets and blockchain Very. space. Yep. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great time at Thank Token you. 2049. Lennox Light, Global Chief Commercial Officer at OKX. Thank you so much.